Hey, I'm Cherry Galore. And I'm Shakayla. Welcome back to another episode of I've Got Time. If you are a regular listener of the podcast, welcome back. And if you're new, thanks for joining us. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow us. Subscribe, right? Mm-hmm. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at I've Got Time Podcast. And we're also on Twitter at I've Got Time Pod. And if you would like to support us monetarily, there is a link to do so in the description box. Support us. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Today, we're starting off. Well, first of all, this whole month is going to be about movies. And we're calling it what? What are we calling it? Movie May. Movie May. <laughs> Girl. Movie May. I don't know why in my mind I was still in March. In March? <laughs> yes. So, first of all, I can't believe, like, we already five months into the year. That's crazy. Yeah. It doesn't seem real. Like, time is just kind of happening to us. Yeah, fact. You know, movies are a big influential part of our lives. The things that we watch, period, really shape and mold us. Mm-hmm. And we might not even realize it. But today we especially want to talk about our favorite movie quotes. And, you know, just dig into a little bit why they are our favorite quotes and what we like about them so much. And hopefully you guys can, like, jump in and send us a DM or, you know. Yeah reply in a what is it called like a review for the podcast let us know what Mm -hmm. your favorite movie quote is and if you enjoyed this episode yeah leave us a comment i feel like it's a very dating thing to do like when you're dating a new person and like to be watching the movies that was always your favorite movies like as y'all get to know each other sharing parts of who you are it's definitely something me and cherry do all the time yeah I'm not a big TV person, but, you know, we watch our movies. We get down with the get down. We're not watching the get down, though. I know you like that show, but... I love that show. So, the fact that you're shading it right now, I just can't even... They lost me. Like, it stopped being... I don't know. I just wanted it to be a show about hip-hop and how it started. Mm-hmm. But it just turned into... I don't even think I finished the first season. Well, I feel like maybe for you that would have been enough to captivate an audience. But for other people, they watch shows for storylines and not just a storyline about hip-hop. But like they want to know more about the characters. Okay, what's going on with this person and that person? And I feel like that's enjoyable to me. Honestly, I really love the show. I feel like Jada Smith is a gem. Um, so I honestly, I'm still like, where's the next season? Yes. He was the brother that was doing graffiti all over the place. See, I don't even remember the characters. It's not that I don't enjoy the storyline. It's just the way that they decided to tell the stories. It just was like, what is this? Really? Well, yeah. you guys have to let us know for sure. We're going to put a, a poll on the IG story because was y'all fucking with the get down or not? Yeah. And then the second season, it was like... There was no second season. They canceled it after the first season. 
So what was the second part? It was the second part that was like, it felt like a musical or something. That was just the last part. You did watch it. That was the end of the show. When he got famous, the whole show, it was like they was bridging together from the moment how he got started in music. And then it was like intermingling the moments of him being famous and also Mylene being famous. Y'all just check it out for real. Because <laughs> obviously we going to have to rewatch it too. I feel like maybe you just need a different lens on it. Like what it, it wasn't what you expected it to be. So that turned you off. Yeah. But, you know. I'm here for the grit. Girl. <laughs> Not past like cherry jumping out. Um, so, yeah. You want to go first? Should we just go back and forth with our quotes and then get into it like that? Get into it, yeah? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah! <laughs> get into it, yeah. So, <laughs> I actually just thought of one of my favorite lines. That's not on my list. Oh my God. It just keeps growing. You can't stick <laughs> to the program. Okay. Go ahead. You get one freebie. I'm a gangster grandpa. And I'm proud of it. Get rich or die trying. <laughs> I know that a lot of y'all, that was y'all movie and everything. And I feel like for what it was at the time, sure. But I'm never going back to watch that movie again. Dang. Ever. There's no reason for it. It was a hit. I mean, honestly, if we're being honest, I don't watch 50 Cent shows now, so. Well. It's just not my jam, you know? Not that I I don't sometimes get caught up in the rapture when you're watching it or Mm -hmm. whatever. Like, so what's happening? (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. But it's just, it's not on my vibration of things that I like to watch. But can we stick to movie quotes? Yeah, that was a movie. Oh, I guess Get Richard That Tron was a movie. All yeah, right, it was all a right, movie. All right. And that album is top tier. Not the soundtrack, but the album Get Richard That Tron. Mm-hmm. I still go back to that. I'm not going to say the album was a banger, but once again, <laughs> no reason to go back to it. Yeah. It was a time, it was a moment. That moment has passed for me personally. Dang. So, Miley, what's good? <laughs> you next. That was my first one. You go. That okay. All right. You want me to do another one? No, nah, it's good. I it's can cool. do another one. You know I got the clip loaded up. Empty the clip, please. <laughs> okay. So my first quote is I said you could have a snack, not the whole damn kitchen. And this is from Regina Hall in Malibu's Most Wanted. Okay. I feel like this is yeah. one of my favorite quotes because, first of all, Regina Hall is just that girl. Somebody told me I look like her the other day, and honestly, I just was, like, on level 10 because, <laughs> no, I don't, <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's not my celebrity lookalike, but for sure, I love her. She's hilarious. I feel like she hasn't even got her flowers as far as movies in general but just for her comedic talent period she's a funny ass girl she really is we really don't give her her flowers the way that she deserves i mean i do i well yeah i i say at least one thousand of her movie quotes a day like i'll be going in between them it's like she creates the moments it's like even if that was the line she creates the moments i picked this quote specifically because I feel like even though it was a laughable moment, it is like a conversation about consent. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, we're kissing or making out or whatever. That does not give you permission to have sex with me. Hold your horses. That's a fact. So, yeah. I said you could have a snack, not the whole damn kitchen. Dang. <laughs> 1222. Look at that. Okay. So speaking of Regina, I'm going to go ahead and lay another one. Mm. I may have the first part of this. I may have the words mixed up. Okay. But hold on. Candy's got you. (laughs) From the best man. Oh my God. (laughs) I almost forget sometimes that she played a stripper one time. Yeah. She was like the good girl stripper now. It got me off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it got a lot of people off. I'm pretty sure plenty of people fantasize about it. Can we talk about how she still looks the same now that she did in that movie? Like, the girl has not aged a day. Her like, for real. Well, for real, he's starting to age, but. That vampire skin shed? Yeah. They got, <laughs> <laughs> they got something. There's something in the water. Yeah, period. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you Virginians. Um. Wow. What does that mean? Okay. You know what it means, girl. It means represent your quick. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um. My next quote is by Heath Ledger from Ten Things I Hate About You, and he says, "Don't let anyone ever make you feel like you don't deserve what you want." Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but that was, like, an iconic movie for me growing up. Like, it was so, so many things that I picked up from that movie and I applied it to my life, even though it was unnecessary. Like, I remember it was this one part in the movie when the dude was, like, over the girl's house. And he was, like, going through her panty drawer. And he was, like, oh, you got black panties. Like, and she's, like, so? And he's, like, oh, girls who wear black panties, that means that they're, like, putting out, like... Who said that? <laughs> that doesn't even make that? sense. It's like, this is the stuff we be talking about, how like movies be influencing us. And like, of course, a lot of this stuff be based in misogyny. So just, you be thinking, where do niggas get this shit? It's movies. It's yeah. TV. It's their friends. It's their family members perpetuating these motherfucking lies. <laughs> because trust me, if I want to give you these draws, it don't matter what kind I got on that day. It don't matter. <laughs> With them granny petties to the side. But also, you deserve everything. And that's on period. I like how yours are like already starting out like, <laughs> we're going to have a conversation about this. It's going to mean something. You know I'm intentional with mine. You know that. <laughs> Let me try to be intentional. You don't have to. Just be you, baby. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> One of my faves. From one of my faves. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> you seriously said <laughs> What is that, bro? The Fast and the Furious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first one, it was when uh, Dom was telling the story of how he ended up in jail. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. he had to beat a nigga's ass because he killed his dad. You know what, though? That is a teachable moment because it's just about being present type of thing. Like, not trying to be so much far into the future and being present where you at. And also giving yourself grace. 
like where you was 25 years ago or I mean if you still young five years ago you don't you may not be that same person no more so you don't have to judge yourself for those past mistakes and just be present where you are yeah we've been watching all the Fast and Furious movies which one we on we just watched Tokyo Drift so we got a fun four and five somewhere because it's not on HBO we really should have bought those DVDs when we seen them that one time. I'll go buy them today. <laughs> Hopefully they got the new one in the collection. That's the only reason why I didn't buy it, because they just came out with a new one. Yeah. But yeah, you want to make my day? Fast and Furious. Yeah. Any of them. <laughs> Any of them. Yeah. It's your little girl. That was my turn. I thought she was going to elaborate more on why you love Fast and Furious, but maybe you're going to talk about that in another episode. Oh, I mean, I love cars. I love the street racing lifestyle, you know? That's who I wanted to be. I wanted to be on the scene. I wanted to be that girl. If you could have a car to street racing, what would it be? You know what? I'm going to keep it at Too Fast and Furious. Too Fast, Too Furious. The Mitsubishi Lancer Evolution. They don't make them anymore, but that was a fast car. I remember driving that car on, like, one of those driving eggs, like, Need for Speed or some shit, like. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably Need for Speed. Need for Speed Underground kind of changed my life. That's the only Need for Speed game I ever enjoyed. Just because it was street racing, and it wasn't, like, just on a track. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was game was lit. I remember playing that. I wonder if you can buy that, no. like on the PS4. I bet we could find it somewhere, though. You know what I mean? We should yeah. look into it. My next quote is, you might as well like yourself. You just think of all the time you're going to have to spend with you. And, well, if you don't think much of yourself, how can others? And this quote is for The Nutty Professor by none other than Eddie Murphy. So profound, so deep. Another comedy movie but they just was dropping little gems up in there yeah the night professor that movie was always funny to me like i love that part when he be um singing love you and he like smashes hands in the keyboard you don't remember that i don't remember mm-hmm. i know i saw that movie more than once but i don't really remember it like that the only thing i remember about the nutty professor is when they were at the comedy club and the nigga was joking on them and Janet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was there for Janet. Yeah, she was so beautiful. I think that movie was really good because they really do give you a look into thinking about like what your alter ego would be or the version of yourself if you was the most confident or if you really looked like all the things that you say you want to be or you know your dream body. And it's like that version of yourself probably wouldn't be the best version of you. So it was like, just better to just enjoy who you are, love who you are, learn to accept yourself and understanding that it's a process because we're going to continuously change. There's going to be things that we used to enjoy about our bodies that we don't anymore. There's going to be times where we level up in our personality and our personal growth. And it's like, I wish I knew this before. Yeah. But you know, it's like, yeah, have peace with it. Be who you are. It's so beautiful. Thank you. So, 
speaking of love, mm-hmm. my next one, I say this at least once a day. Curtis was supposed to dun, love dun, me. <laughs> it's really the whole scene, but I, I usually <laughs> stop right there. But I can do the whole scene. Oh my God. Me and Sherry both love Dream Girl so much. Like, yeah. oh my God. I remember the first time we was watching it together, we was like kind of nerded out. Like, you gonna sing it or you gonna sing it? She was like incredibly quiet. And like, Cherry on the podcast is kind of different than real life Cherry. She's like Broadway Cherry, aka. She always has a song. Yeah. So I was like, why are you not engaging in this? I was. You was trying to play shy? Girl, please. I tried to ease you into it, you know, mm. all the Broadway that goes on in my head. Yeah. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you are, Effie. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking all over. Man. That movie is so good, though. And it's kind of deep. I almost used the Dream Girl quote, but I was like, let me not. Let me not. It wasn't good enough for the list, I feel like. Dang. Not to say that the movie's not good enough to make the quote list, but the quote that I had in mind. Now I want to hear the quote. What's the quote? I don't remember no more. Sorry. It was a, it was a passing thought. Um, my next quote is, do or do not. There is no try. And I don't know who the actor was, so I could always say it was Yoda. From Star Wars, um, The Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. And I actually never seen any of the Star Wars movies, but we talked about where we was going to start them with Max because he really started to get interested in Star Wars. But I had a class. Love that for him. Yeah. I mean, he's such a cool kid for real. And um, my teacher, she would like, in her lessons for the week, she would put like a little quote or something that like was relatable to pop culture, I guess, to include it into a lesson plan. And one day she had like this, I mean, this short video, the short clip, which was from this quote. And I even shared it to my TikTok story because it was so deep to me. Like, we do not give ourselves enough credit. I don't know how many times myself and other people around me, and I know you guys as the audience definitely say this sometimes, somebody will give you a compliment and you be like, well, I try. And it's like, there's no such thing as really trying because in the act of trying, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So there is no try. You either do it or you don't do it. Yeah. So, you know, celebrate yourself. You did that shit. Yeah. We made it. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Speaking of doing things, kind of late to be asking. (laughs) Definitely one of my favorite movie quotes of all time. It's after Biggie and Kim do it for the first time Mm. in Notorious. And she asks, you seeing anybody? He was like, kind of late to be asking. That's some fuck nigga shit. I mean, it is kind of late to be asking. I mean, but it was a yes or no question, I feel like. 
And I feel like that's just a manipulative way to not really answer the question and also to make the person feel bad for asking. So in future, um, you know, interactions, they'll be like, I'm just not going to ask, you know? You're right. So fuck nigga shit, like I said. Dang. Rather there's validity to what he said. I mean, sure, she could have thought about that previously to the interaction, but mm-hmm. when you want to drop them draws, you want to drop those draws. And <laughs> after it happened, she was like, well, let's explore this further. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's not wrong. Nobody two, said it was wrong. Two things can be true at the same time. You're absolutely right. Do you like that movie, Notorious? I love that movie. You do? It was like one of my... I used to watch that movie, and I can never think of the name of this movie. Um, it's where, I'm not going to think of it, but Notorious was like a movie I would watch every week. Every week? Mm-hmm. Good idea. I would get some pizza and watch that movie. Wow. I don't know if it captivated me that much. You know, I always feel like when they do these biopics or whatever, it's never... Painted the way that I want to see it or accurate. I feel like that was another movie where I like would have liked to see more uh, about the music too. Like even though of course it was his life story, a huge part of his life was his music. I feel like everybody was watching to hear that, and he made so much music in a short amount of time, and they didn't even dive into it. They didn't even. It was just, you know, and they kind of painted him to be like. I don't know, like a bad guy. And it's just every person. I think so, so, in a way. Yeah. It's like the way that they pay all black men who have to resort to being street pharmacists or something like that. It's like that image that they paint of us. And um, this sort of off topic, but they have, they like, Netflix is releasing this um, biopic for Marilyn Monroe, and it's like their first, I guess, like, it's rated to the point where you have to be a certain age. There's, like, full nudity, full sex scenes, low-key of porn. Mm-hmm. So it really irritated me because when they do these things with these celebrities, they highlight this, like, certain image in them that they want people to see of them, but they're people. They're, they're multifaceted, just like every one of us. There's so much more to them than what they actually show or express in these movies. And to me, that's a letdown. Like, if you truly a fan of somebody like Biggie or Pac, you like, this is what they did with that? Really? So, you know, for that reason, I'd just be like... I feel that. Yeah. And that's also a a huge Lil' Kim fan. We both are. It's just like, girl, (laughs) I wanted it to be somebody else. I don't know. We ain't never really satisfied with who they pick as far as the characters, too, so. Yeah, I'm glad that they actually <clears throat> had a dark-skinned woman play Kim and not what they normally do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fact, though. Go ahead, Shawty. <laughs> okay, this is from a classic movie, in my opinion. Make that money. Don't let it make you. That's one of my quotes. Shut your ass up. Well, now you can take it. Another freebie. No. (laughs) You got the freebie, and now it's been taken away because I said the quote first. Well, it was one of the other ones, so it's fine. (laughs) That's so funny. What made you pick that quote? 
Because who doesn't love that quote? It's like, it just fits everywhere. It always has meaning. Mm-hmm. Make that money, but don't let it make you. Yeah, that's a fact. It Honestly, it's one of those things that has so much depth to it because... It's like what to say, the love of money is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. It's like if you invest too much value in money or things that is based off a of monetary value, you kind of get lost in the true meaning of like life and love and the beauty and everything. Yeah. And it's like also people be selling their soul for the money too. So it's like you be doing shit that's not even in alignment with who you are, your morals or values just for a couple dollars and... Make that money, but don't let it make you. And also, shout out to Lisa Ray. Shout out. Every time I think about that movie, I always hear that one lyric. I don't even know what song it is. And he'd be like, Diamond and Players Club. Or maybe is it a girl? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that may be one of the most referenced movies in music. That would be a good topic. It would require a lot of research, though. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. It was a good movie, for sure. What's your next quote? You already know. Don't be afraid to point the toe. (laughs) You say this every day, like, a lot. (laughs) Because it's the levels to it. It's from Land of the Lost. The Will Ferrell movie. We have to watch that. That's one of the movies I bought from the thrift store. Oh, yeah. You be saying that all the time. We have to watch that and then we never watch it. We're totally going to watch it this week. Okay. Land of the Lost. It's like near the beginning of the movie once they when they first I guess go into this different world. Um, <laughs> they're like Hanging from these vines and they're trying to get like from one side to the other side and they're swinging back and forth. He's like, don't be afraid to point the toe. (laughs) (laughs) I love that movie. Yeah, I definitely didn't think. I don't know what I thought like when you were saying that. It sounded like something from a dancing scene. Because I just remember when I used to dance, like everything was like point to toe, point to toe, point to toe, like. Yeah, well, that's what he was making it seem like. Because he was saying other stuff, but that's what stood out. It's like, don't be afraid to point the toe. Shout out to Will Ferrell. As far as I know, he's unproblematic. Yeah. So. He just be making his movies. Love that for him. And also, shout out to Lady Pearl. If you know, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Shut up. I hope she's having a good day. Me too. I'm going to have to Google her like, what happened to Lady, Lady Pearl? <laughs> <laughs> you think she's on Instagram? I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, being a movie star's daughter, why would you not cash in on that? I would definitely yeah. be on Instagram. Um, My next quote is, I am crazy. And you know what else? I don't give a fuck. And that's by Tupac for the movie Juice. Wow. Okay. Well, just so the girls know, I am a huge Tupac fan. I love Tupac. Um, He's one of the most deepest thinkers. He's one of those people who, even though, first of all, he when he died, he was only 25. Like, can you believe that? And still to this day, he his music creates such an impact and the things that he say is so relevant. But, you know, as far as that movie, that's just one of those, like, pop, 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 niggas getting shot up left and right movies. But <laughs> even though... 
he was just standing in his truth in that moment. And it's just like, to me, yeah. I feel like a lot of people look at me on a spiritual level and they be like, what the fuck is she talking about? Or half the time they think I'm, I sound crazy. Mm-hmm. But then I seen this TikTok the other day and this guy was talking about the level of death people are allowed to meet you at. And even though he was talking about it in a different way, like when people say it's not that deep to you, it's mm-hmm. not that deep. And it's like, it's not that what you're, how you're feeling or whatever, how you expressing yourself really isn't that deep. It's just that person doesn't have the capacity to meet you with that level of death. So in my opinion, it's like, you might think that I'm crazy, but you just actually aren't ascended enough to understand what the fuck I'm saying. Your conscious level is not up here with me. So you think I'm crazy? Sure. To you. I don't give a fuck (laughs) (laughs) at all. I feel that. And that's just another reminder to be with your people because as long as you're around the people that can understand you and hear you out and are able to communicate with you on that level, you don't ever have to worry about feeling or sounding crazy in any aspect. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like your quotes. They're actually provocative. <laughs> Get the people going. <clears throat> okay. You deliberately disobeyed me. <laughs> the Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he really do have that daddy voice. I'm not in a weird sexual way or anything like that, but it's just like, you know how kids is. Your mom could tell you think something three times, like, stop doing that, stop doing that. And then the dad come and be like, hey, that's all they got to <laughs> say is, hey. It's like, in that moment, Simba was like so sad and disappointed in himself, like, why didn't I listen to my dad, you know? Yeah. But really, he just wanted to have a good time, you know what I'm saying? Everybody look right. Everybody look right. Classic movie, for sure. That soundtrack? From the original movie? Let's talk about it. I mean, honestly, honestly, the soundtrack from the original movie and also the latest Lion King movie that had, like, Beyonce and Childish Gambino in it. Oh, top tier. That movie... Both movies are so deep and so profound and mm-hmm. there's so many like spiritual gems, higher consciousness, personal growth, evolution of self. I mean, it's just like chef's kiss. Like, wow. Yeah. I love it. I didn't see the new one. You didn't see the new Lion King? Mm-mm. We're definitely watching that this week. Now, I would not go as far as to say that it's a classic like the original Lion King movie. And I don't know if part of that is just me having an emotional attachment to the first movie. That was like the first movie I ever seen in theaters. And then we had it on tape and we watched it so many times. Mm -hmm. But it's like the newest movie has got all that CGI. The voices ain't the same. They change up the movie kind of. It's just... Timon and Pumbaa ain't even the same Timon and Pumbaa. So it's like... Mm, they're like the highlight. The movie was good. And if you was a child who never seen the original Lion King, you would have enjoyed it just as much, mm-hmm. I think. But as for, it, I just personally can't, you know, give it that classic level status just because it's not on the level of the original. Is Scar still hot? I've never thought Scar was hot, so I'm going to leave that up to your <laughs> personal... Um... Scar's hot. <laughs> Okay, baby. 
Yeah. I'm sure you're not the only one who thinks that, but I would like to remind you that he's an animal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> my next quote, and this is the quote I actually thought that we might have the same on our list. What? You are the perfect verse over a tight beat. And Tay Diggs said that in Brown Sugar, oh. which is one of me and Cherry's favorite movies. I we really like. thought that was going to be my life. <laughs> it, it can be. I mean, what you trying to do? I mean, we do be trying to write together. I'm just, I, I have a lot of trauma and I need to resolve that before I can really be confident in my writing abilities, my musical abilities. But we just need to have a writing session and just It sounds that easy. Not to even you. not even record it, just spit it. Yeah, but see I can't even with do each that. Other. I can't even do that. Like that one day we did those freestyles. First of all, this was just funny because Eva was playing us beats <laughs> from like what, Fortnite or something? It wasn't Fortnite, it's like um it's one of those games kids be playing, okay? Mm-hmm. And they was hard. They was fire. I didn't think <laughs> she was like, y'all really like this? We was like, yes. Like, we had both wrote freestyles to one of the songs. The what banjo beat. The banjo beat. Shout I still got my bars. Beat. We can spit it. We're not going to do that here. I mean, not on the podcast, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm with it if you with it, but. We'll talk offline. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Yeah. Me and Cherry watched this movie together on Valentine's Day. We had this little indoor picnic because it was, like, still cold and shit outside. Yeah. And it was so sweet and romantic. And it was just a lovely time. And I feel like now I love that movie even more. But although there was some toxicity between their relationship, we're not mm-hmm. going to, you know, get past that. That, yeah, they were in the wrong, okay? It was moments where it was a beautiful love story. And that is such a amazing thing to say. Like, you are the perfect verse over a tight beat. Like, any music lover is just like, perfection. Yeah. So, yeah. You are a hot 16. <laughs> What's your next quote? <clears throat> Now I get in my baddie bag. White girls like you <laughs> coming in here, taking our men. Save the last dance. Also, top five soundtracks of all time. It's a good soundtrack for sure. Amazing soundtrack. And who said that? I don't remember her name. In the movie, I don't know, but it's Carrie Washington in real life. No, that wasn't Carrie that said that. That was um, Shorty with the Dark Hair, Beyonce's new sister. Oh, Bianca. Lawson. Yes. Okay, yes. Um, Yeah, first of all, another person who hasn't aged today. She might actually be a vampire. I don't know. She looks exactly the same literally like a 16 year old and not in a weird sexual way and it's yeah. just like so young and vibrant like wow girl i need her to get more roles if she's still into that cause... if she's still into that because yeah. yeah but <laughs> um 
that's definitely, I feel like, a, a quote worth digging into a little deeper if you into that. I'm into it. Let's talk about it. I'm not against interracial dating personally. I, I think kinda you kind of are. Just a, just a little bit. Do you feel like you're socialized to feel that way? Or is it something that you just really personally feel right now when your heart just rejects that? I think that something about it, specifically if it's black and white, Mm -hmm. specifically white American Mm -hmm. or Australian, (laughs) it's like... Something in the milk ain't clean. And it's gonna come out. Yeah. One way or another. I feel like there's a lot of fetish culture surrounding interracial relationships with black and white people. And I think it's even worse when it's like a black man and a white woman. Even though, of course, there we don't know what... A lot of white men also fetishize, fetishize black women. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's more on a sexual level. I don't think it's on a, I need to marry the black woman and make her my black queen. They really just have sexual desires and fantasies about us. Mm-hmm. Probably because our body type or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of toxicity surrounding interracial dating, specifically black men and white women first because the fetish culture and then secondly because... A lot of black men who date white women, they can't just do it in peace. They have to degrade us in the same breath. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is self-hate. That is based in, you know, some racial shit that they haven't, like, seen within themselves of why they don't value black women. And as a person who's been into an interracial relationship before, even though I was married to a Mexican Um, there's a different level of intimacy that you can create in your relationship. I feel like when you're a black person dating another black person, there's safety and security there. There's a level of understanding that somebody of a other race is just not going to understand specifically because you're black, specifically because of the amount of things that we went in into this country since we've been brought here and, white people not having the capacity to meet us there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that as a as a whole, but generally we see it every day on things like TikTok and stuff like that. And it's like on one side of the white women, is she just fetishizing the black man for some reason? And on the other side of the black man, he's also fetishizing the white woman to have that close proximity to whiteness. So I feel like that's a lot of it. Like niggas just feel like being with a white woman is it's taking them somewhere or like what you said earlier they have like these foolish reasons of just not liking black women as a whole like they're this and they're that like so I like so you just you don't want to be held accountable for your bullshit? Because that's what I get out of this. Yeah, like, exactly. There's a certain... You want somebody to challenge you? And what they'll say, their reasoning behind it is, first, they'll try and project their insecurities on us, saying that black women are, you know, too 
problematic, like we always have something to say, but then they'll turn around and sexualize that same thing about Hispanic women and say, oh, it's spicy. We love that. Like, mm-hmm. so it's like, that's not really the reason. Don't say that shit. And then they'll also say that black women are too sensitive, but a white woman will cry anytime she don't get her way. Facts. So you're not really being honest with yourself for the reasons. And it's because you haven't met yourself deep enough to say, why it is that you're rejecting your own culture. How can you come from a black woman and think that it's not beautiful? Like, me as a black woman now, I'm never going to be in another interracial relationship after my past marriage because I know that there were certain things in that relationship that hindered us. It was hard from day one, like, when we moved to California, it was like when we was in Hawaii, we was in this bubble of like military people of all different type of people. And even just that Hawaiian vibe of like them being so accepting and loving and all these things like that. But when we moved to California, it was a whole different ball game. We would like go out and people would be staring at us, making comments about us out loud for us to hear. Um, and even just the family stuff, which I won't get into that too much, but it's like now I have kids interracial um biracial kids and one day they're gonna feel like they have to choose a side or from either side of the family they could feel certain discrimination and I feel like that's even worse Mm -hmm. when it's against black and white people and we hear about it all the time on TikTok it's not something that we're making up as black women and it's not something that biracial kids is making up. Y'all just choosing to not hear it, to ignore it because you don't want to be held accountable for it. Right. And um, it's it's like what Kanye West say, when they get on, they leave your ass for a white girl. And it's because they just simply don't see the value in black women, even though we are the most educated. You know what I'm saying? Even though, I'm not going to get into statistics. Y'all know that black women are bomb as fuck. And that's not to say that other race women are not. Mm-hmm. But we are. So you don't have to go around every five minutes trying to invalidate us, trying to shit on us. It's like that guy who got killed recently by that white girl. Did you see that? Mm-mm. Oh, man. I don't know the guy's name, so I'm not going to disrespect him or his family or anything like that. But what the story is, this guy was vocally on all of his social media rejecting black women and putting white women on a pedestal. Then he gets his white social media girlfriend who's got all these followers and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know if they've been together a couple years at this point, but last week the the cops was called to the apartment and he was found dead, stabbed to death. The white girl was covered in blood. She still hasn't been arrested. She still hasn't been charged with anything. <laughs> and now the black men are up in an uproar on the internet because black women aren't speaking up against this. And it's like in his life all he did was the greatest. And that sounds like a, a y'all problem. Y'all going to have to do with yourself. And that's another thing. They always looking for us to fix some shit, to handle some stuff, to be the ones to speak and advocate for other women and for black people as a whole. And they don't really be doing that. I was listening to a podcast earlier and this guy was like, I don't remember what they were talking about, but he said... As a black woman, it's part of your job to protect black men. And it's not. 
It's really not. Mm-mm. Especially since black men don't even like us. Like, first of all, nobody likes black women if we're being honest. Not even black women, but that's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. But like, it's definitely not our job. It just, the only way to really end this conversation with a period is just to say that Malcolm X quote were, you know, black women were just the least cared for. It's statistically proven. And y'all need to do better. And once y'all do better, maybe we'll be able to meet you in that same space again. But we're tired and we don't care no more. We got our own problems. Alexa Play Tire by Kelly Price. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I remember when I got into a huge argument with my co-host on Three Strikes. You remember Mm, that? Which one? (laughs) Um, the one where we was having a conversation, well, first it led into the in dating, I feel like when it's inappropriate to date somebody that's way too young for you and mm-hmm. how it's like, not, you, we don't have mm-hmm. to go into it, mm-hmm. but eventually the conversation led into my friend talking about how he wanted a woman that was a certain way so that. Really, I feel like so that she could support him in the things that he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then we just got into a conversation, I feel like, about how black men don't really support us or advocate for us. They don't care that we're making less money than them because it benefits them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of black men don't understand that they are part of the problem because they benefit from patriarchy. Mm-hmm. And you uphold patriarchy and misogyny because you're not doing anything to stop it even if you personally don't believe in these same things if you're not going around saying misogynistic stuff which i feel like all black men doing some way shape or form Mm -hmm. and you need to check your privilege and you need to reach down and help us but the thing is because they want that proximity to whiteness they want us to be below them because they're trying to work their way up to the pyramid. So they don't care if we're making the same money as them. They actually want us to make less than them so that they will have lower standards as men, which is another conversation for another day. Cause mm. I can go on and on about that. Yeah. It's, it's a sick cycle. Mm-hmm. They want us to choose better, but can't be better themselves. So yeah. My next quote. um oh okay this some scary shit (laughs) y'all and this is regina hall from scary movie Mm -hmm. this is one of my favorite movies honestly the whole series is one of my favorite i love that movie and i could go on for days with these quotes i probably know the movie by heart you tired (laughs) is scary movie boring to you no no it's just everything's hitting me the late night yeah (laughs) (laughs) my baby been working out I'm proud of you though thanks took a lot to get here (laughs) you can relax when we finish this we only got a couple more quotes left do we yes <laughs> I know you wrote down fifteen hundred of them, but I, I only have two more on my le- list, and I wrote down exactly ten. Um, 
Yeah, but shout out to Scary Movie. Shout out to the Wayans Brothers because they continue to put out content that are for the people and generally not problematic. So, yeah. Once again, Regina Hall is funny as hell. She mm-hmm. takes her characters up to another level. Like, I'm going to shit on your balls, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> like, what would make you even <laughs> say that? crazy. I just... <laughs> I love that movie. So, yeah. It's a great film. That's a fact. Take my strong hand. <laughs> <laughs> my strong hand. I literally say that all the time. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, such a good time. Another dad. I know what he wanted. And it wasn't those damn earrings. What's this from? ATL. When he was oh. talking to <laughs> he was talking to Nunu after um Yeah, after he picked her up from the skating ring. That's it was hilarious to me. I don't remember this part because all I could think about is him snatching her chain. I also had a quote from that scene after that. Got that from your boy. Did his little step with it. <laughs> that's one of my favorite movies. I used to watch that all the time, too. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely in the classics. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that for sure. Well, my next quote is from Pocahontas. And it is, sometimes the right path is not the easiest one. And Grandmother Willow was the one who said that. Respect. Respect. I just want to follow this quote to say that there is no such thing as a wrong path. Wherever your journey takes you in life is exactly where you're meant to be. There is something out of that experience that you're supposed to learn. So never like shit on yourself or if you feel like you made the wrong choice because there was a lesson in that, you know, Mm -hmm. your higher self directed you on that path because you needed to learn something so that later in life or in a different part of your journey, you will have that experience. And, but also be intentional about your choices. Being mindful about what it is that you want for your future, who you say you are, who you working to become, and being intentional about the choices that you make. You know what I'm saying? And understanding that the thing that is best for you is not always going to be the easiest thing. That's a fact. A Fendi fact. Okay. This is more like a scene, but. So, what are you wearing? Blue overcoat, fedora, orange socks. It's from Justice League. I, I can't remember uh, the episode, but I actually just saw it again recently, and it made my day. This is a movie? It's it's from the show. I think it's from Justice League Unlimited. Um, I can't remember what episode it is, though. We're on movies, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was too good to It talk. was too good. It's one of my favorites. Okay, wait, so... Go ahead. We'll let you delve back on another one. Um, Miss your last one, make it good. Okay, 
Okay, okay. I can't choose between these scenes. Just do both. Okay. Well, the first one. That's her best friend. It's from Harry at the Spa. <laughs> when Shorty was reading uh, Harriet's diary or whatever. And reading all the shit that she was writing about everybody. And she was talking shit about her best friend. I think she was calling her broke or something. And somebody in the background was like, that's her best friend. (laughs) (laughs) It was just funny. You got to see that movie. Oh, my gosh. I should have quoted the. Oh, I'm glad you didn't. It's too long. (laughs) It's too long. It's not that long. What's the other quote? The other one is from Waist Deep when they were robbing the uh, safety deposit boxes. And she was. Um. At the teller going off, she was like, I'm sorry, you work at the bank. (laughs) And then when she walked off, she was like, what's a broke bank anyway? Or something like that. That whole scene was just really funny. Shout out to Megan Good. Yeah. She's another person who don't get her flowers. First of all, for her longevity. Yeah, she's been in the game for a minute. Since she was a child, okay? Yeah. She was actually in the first Friday trying to get that ice cream. Yeah. I remember when I realized that was her. It was like, oh, that's Megan. Yes. She was also in Ease by You. Literally a little ass kid. She was in that. So, shout out to our girl Meg. The original Meg. Period. Yeah. Love her. Also, I never seen Waist Deep until we was together. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you almost ruined it for me poking holes, but it's okay. I'm sorry. It just it was a lot of stuff that didn't make <laughs> sense. That's why I'm the hardest person to watch movies and shows with because exactly how I am on the podcast is how I'm in real life. Like, It's okay. It's still top tier for me. I just feel like I need to be in the writer's room because who <laughs> is putting this shit together? Who? And all y'all agree that this is what should happen and it made total sense and y'all was like, we just gonna jump from this scene to that scene. (laughs) It was like, it makes me mad. Okay, so this last quote is from one of my favorite, favorite, favorite movies. It's not in our abilities to show that I'm sorry, let me start over. (laughs) It is not our abilities that show what we truly are. It's our choices. And Albus Dumbledore said that in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. Fucking nerd. <laughs> I love Harry Potter, y'all. Um, yes, I am a Potterhead. And yes, I'm trying to groom my children to be Potterheads. <laughs> um, and facts, bro. Facts. Yeah. We have more control of our lives than we try and pretend that we don't have. We like to blame it on outside stores. It's like, why would God do this to me? Like, bitch. <laughs> why you did didn't you... go into work the last four days. That's why your check is short. <laughs> you was kicking it with your homies. And it's yeah. like, if you really want to find out who somebody is, 
Don't ask them. Don't judge them by their skill level. Recognize their choices and think about the things that they choose to do and how they that impact your life. And it's like that's who they really are. Yeah. You know. Shout out to Dumbledore because yeah, he had quotes on days. It was hard to pick just one. I'm gonna try to go back and watch a few. I remember the last Harry Potter movie that came out. I went to see it in theaters, and that movie was really good. But they just be so long, and I get lost in the story. At some point, I don't know what's going on. I just don't understand. It's so fascinating to me, and maybe that's for me. It's just different because I grew up not only watching the movies but reading the books, like. Yeah, I, I remember when the first book came out, my grandmother went and got it for me and my sister. Like, first my sister read it, and then I read it, and then we probably finished three books before the first movie had came out. So, it was really exciting to us to finally see that, like, on screen. And my sister's kids don't like Harry Potter, so she's, like, so jealous that my kids was even <laughs> willing to watch the movie. I got Max the full set of Harry Potter books for Christmas and like he actually felt bad that he didn't want to read them and I was like maybe you'll be interested in it later or maybe you won't but you have your own interests like I'm not making you read it I just he enjoyed watching the movie so I thought he might enjoy the book because it's so much better yeah but it is pretty advanced so shout out to HP yeah that was I I probably will be more into it, but that was also, you know. Speak on it. It was, you know what? (laughs) It was, it fell in the category of witchcraft and, you know, religious people are like spooked out by anything that doesn't have a cross in it. So, yeah, it's sad. I couldn't really indulge until I was older and I could watch the movies. It's like really disappointing. When we was with your parents for New Year's I like brought it up to your mom because I just like had to know like (laughs) you was watching some crazy shit as a kid. Like first of all for somebody to see all those episodes of fucking what's that show y'all was watching? Law and Order. Law and Order? Yeah, we watched it as a family. (laughs) Literally. Not y'all having law and order time. That's like really insane because there's so much traumatic stuff that go on. But like. Has a lot to do with my. Magic was where you drew the line. You was like, (laughs) no bibbity bobbity boo in this house. (laughs) What the fuck? Because it could have went two ways. Either could have scared the shit out of you where you're like anxious in certain situations because you're always worried about something bad happening. Or maybe you turned into the motherfucking bad guy. You done watched enough episodes of Law and Order. You like, I can get away with this shit. <laughs> Honestly. And let's hope it's not SVU. Let's hope. Oh, that was that's a family favorite. Girl, uh-uh. See? Why? <laughs> well... I really enjoyed doing this episode with you today. It was so much fun. Yeah, this was fun. You guys have to stay tuned in for the rest of Movie May. Movie May. We might have to start the episode with that, girl. Yeah. Um, What are you making time for this week? You? No, we're not doing that. <laughs> uh-uh. Um, advancement. 
regards. But advancement, <laughs> advancement. I'm gonna. I want to elevate my life. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. What are you making time for? Um. Damn. It's like. Uh, <laughs> what am I making time for? I'm gonna. I really didn't make time last week like I said I would, which I feel like it's not fair because we kind of have like only four days in between recording another episode, but I definitely want to make time again for self-care because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, your girl ain't really showed up. I just, yeah, there's so much to do, but... That can... It's okay. It's okay. I think that you should create work hours for yourself so you're forced to put it down that is too hard would you like me to be your time accountability partner i'll think about it i'm not ready to commit (laughs) okay at least you're honest yeah what are you grateful for um i don't want to be cliche or anything but i'm really grateful for our relationship this week i mean i'm always grateful but I just feel like we've really been taking advantage of our moments lately, and I'm really grateful for the way that we communicate with each other. I'm grateful for the way that we support each other, and, you know, I really appreciate that you respect my boundaries and give me space when I need it, push me when I need to be motivated, and I love you. I love you. (laughs) what are you grateful for um food (laughs) it's really been pleasing me the past few weeks like even though I kind of haven't known what I was gonna eat well I'm like that every day but yeah like I don't know maybe it's because I actually been eating what I want to eat but it's just been really hitting the spot every time. Food is a love language. Yeah. Feed me, girl. <laughs> I be feeding you. Don't act like that. I already cooked today. <laughs> I can't wait to eat this. I'm going to think about it this whole time. <laughs> food. She's talking about food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, food. I've, I've got, got time. time.